You know what we are. We are Squawking Dead. It's been more than a month since our last podcast and we're our eighth and final week of giveaways. This week, we're giving away the opportunity to get shout outs from two cast members. The list of cast members can be found on squawkingdead.com and you can enter straight from the website. I wish you guys the best of luck. We've got a few entries. Some of you dragging your feet. You guys wait until the last 24 hours for me to post that um, final giveaway video. But either way, do it. You won't regret it. It's going to cost me a lot of money. So, uh, you know, somebody's going to be lucky. Hopefully uh, some of the people that have been contacting me to help. This week is going to be an interesting one. Just in respect with um, the news. I don't have much for you. But uh, hopefully we can get a rolling dialogue going and see what shakes loose. Yeah, a funny thing about the, the giveaways is that uh, my last name is Cameo, and I was trying to find out whether or not that domain name was taken. And so, um, lo and behold, uh, it's like a site where a whole bunch of talents can actually sign up and um, they can uh, give you like little shout outs or you can gift them to other people. Funny enough, I was at a bachelor party uh, less than a month ago and I think uh, one of the bachelor party friends signed up for a football player to actually help out and um, send uh, the bachelor Josh a shout out in this like compilation video. And it was kind of cool. Uh, The little cameo logo on the bottom. Okay, so business checked off. Now for the pleasure. So uh, I've got a couple articles that I'm not going to read because that's freaking boring. But um, just wanted to clue you guys into some news that you guys may may have missed. I know I did over the course of uh, a month and a few days. And um, and uh, wanted to see what your guys' take, not the honest take, but your take was on it. What I'm going to be doing with the Instagram video is I'm going to be, um, I'm going to let that go for the hour. And at a certain point, it's going to stop. Uh, when it stops, just head on over to youtube.com slash squawking dead, one word, or um, facebook.com slash squawking dead. Uh, you can get there either way. So if it does cut out, just head on over there. You'll just pick up where you left off. You could even chat there. Um, I've got the chat open right now. Nobody's on there. I'm still at the end. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can do that. It's up to you. Uh, all right. So among the most in-demand series in the world, the top... T- Two are Stranger Things and The Walking Dead. And this is according to Deadline, your most trusted entertainment news, according to my friend Matt, who uh, is currently out of work, but is in the biz. Um, and actually, if you guys want to chat with me, you might want to go there now to Facebook and YouTube. But um, the, glo- the first annual Global TV Demand Awards announces TWD and Stranger Things, the most in-demand series in the world in 2018. I'm so rusty. Um... Josh McDermott, Pollyanna McIntosh, and Denise Huth, uh, producer, uh, accepted the award. Um, Parrot Analytics is the company that um, did the data analytics on the global show phenomena that is The Walking Dead. And uh, I think that's a pretty big deal. Uh, I mean, it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt that um, Game of Thrones has been out for like um, the past uh, 700 years. So, uh, and I think I've noticed the fact that it, it's never been more prevalent that The Walking Dead it would take that spot because when AMC premiere went live on last Sunday with the um, early early release of um, episode nine for AMC premiere customers, a whole bunch of worldwide audiences were able to get a, get a hold of that actual um, show. 
Um, cause I was seeing international accounts posting like clips from the, uh, from the episode. Like they were, at, I saw some people actually live streaming the episode, like the downloaded episode and showing it on their crappy television set. Okay. It wasn't that crappy, but like the, the camera that they were using was like diagonal and you could see the glare from the LCD television, like the cheap $200, 40 inch, uh, LCD television or something. And it was just wonky. And it's like, why, why would you do that to people? Um, and, uh, I'm really rusty cause I can't handle like three of me on two screens. Um, but, uh, I, I guess cause I'm used to doing it via audio and I'm not used to seeing myself on a screen in three places and laggy too. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it, it's just interesting because You'd have like Instagram accounts, basically. I mean, you scroll down your feed, you can't avoid it. Oh, you see a video. Well, what is the video? And it's like, oh, it's episode nine. Scroll up. What I've been like going out of my way and doing, because I'm just like that kind of person, is that I mean, I kindly tell the people like, hey, if you want to post clips from the show, might be a good idea to just put like an image, like an image on the first slide, uh, just saying spoiler, and then giving the people the option to slide for the clip. You know, and and it's like it's not that hard if you if you're savvy enough to get like a screen cap of the of the actual show i mean it's not that difficult to get to actually put up an image and then just put up another slide with the video clip and stuff like that so you know it's it's not a technical thing it's kind of like a consideration thing um and i know it sounds like i'm whining but and this is just a personal thing i don't mind that people put up clips at all like i mean i mean on a personal like ethical level kind of thing i kind of it kind of bothers me but at the same time i'm more of like a i mean i'm a liberal like i tolerate things so it's kind of like do what you want just don't do it in front of people's faces and stuff like that. So, you know, give, you know, try to respect other people. And I'll even respect the fact they don't respect other people, but whatever. But yeah, what do you guys think about The Walking Dead being the most downloaded television show around the world? It's kind of amazing when you think about it. Like 10 years, well, nine years later, nine and a half years later, uh, this show's going on really strong. And people, you know, and it's amazing when you see people online, you know, every time you look at an article on Twitter, let's say, and I don't know why people still use Twitter, but apparently we do. Um, you, you see basically, um, people going, is this show still on? And it's like, you, you're obviously commenting on the article for some reason. So I mean, figure it out. Um, but then when you hear it's like the most globally downloaded television show, you know, outside of Game of Thrones, which hasn't been on for 700 years, it's kind of amazing to see that that level of fandom is still alive. And, and I would even venture, I guess it's like a very consolidated, I mean, cause The Walking Dead, I mean, if there are enough people that are saying, is this show still on? Why is this show still on? It kind of means that like the fandom has like consolidated into this like this like brick this this like dense brick of fandom like this loyalty and so and you see that around the world you see that a lot in south america and spain basically spanish-speaking countries now that i think about it and um the philippines um and this huge fandom in turkey i'm finding out too um but yeah it's 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 everywhere and they're not loud which is kind of nice when you think about it and anyway so that's that's that for deadline uh but i just think that this is pretty cool like this global tv see instead of like it being like the academy awards where the judges are like in the united states and you know it's not really like a worldwide wide film kind of audience um this is like analytics across the world this is like a, a global kind of you know what tv is a global phenomenon like i'm sure if they did like a like an international music awards there'd be like a lot of korean pop stars that would get the awards so how about that so just to let everybody know who hasn't heard me speak for the last 15 minutes um yeah i didn't have my mic on in um facebook and youtube very professional um so yeah so just so a lot of people know um denai guerrero is kind of a saint (laughs) 
she she started a, a like a school called Almasi Arts for girls. Um, and a fan basically last year, uh, Walker Stalker, I think either 2018 or 2017, had heard about it. And prior to that, she set up a GoFundMe. And um, what she did was um, they um, the fandom basically um, kind of took it and ran. And and now it's kind of like an annual thing for Almasi Arts. But on top of that, she, I mean, she she does another charity that I just don't remember. But she started a new charity called Her Justice. And um, what that charity does is provides uh, family, divorce, and immigration legal law assistance to uh, low-income women. Uh, so uh, she just started that. So if you want to check that out, I'm going to put a link in the description uh, when this uh, video is over. Um, but if you want to get to it, uh, credit to Undead Walking, um, I think Sonia Arena, who is uh, amazing, by the way. Like, she's uh, everywhere. And she's kind of cool. It's got a little of the goth stripe. A lot of images of, of beautiful women in corsets and black makeup that I'm, nope, I'm not saying anything against that. There's a part of me that's into that. I am married. But there's a part of me that's into that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and um, it's it, just check it out. I mean, if this is something that you're if you're interested in giving to women who are at a disadvantage, women who have cultural obstacles, women who have financial obstacles, um, you know, it helps women kind of it, like it levels the playing field. It gives them it, it it basically enables them to be able to take um, you know responsibility with all the tools that the United States has available to them. So um, why don't you check it out? It's called Her Justice again, and um, yeah, and again, I'll leave a link in the description somewhere in the episode notes uh after the stream is done uh think about checking that out uh, i also uh retweeted it i think sometime either today or yesterday uh in prep for this show um but yeah uh and hey if you have any comments or questions uh put them in the chat yeah okay this is an interesting one I, my notes are kind of all over all over the place but i'm kind of glad that this one came up um so the headline reads, Zombie Apocalypse is a bipartisan issue on TVs across the U.S. at least. Um, there's a research firm that does a lot of, uh, it, the research firm is called ePoll Market Research, and they wanted to see where um, they often do uh, cross um, analytic data. So they kind of takes they kind of take like a poll of who, you know, where do you lean politically? Uh, are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Um, and then they determine what makes a Democrat and Republican. And then they take a whole list of other questions and data, you know, just across different data sets, like television viewing behaviors, movies, um, you know, did you like this? Did you like that? How would you rank this movie against that movie? Etc. 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 And so what they decided to do was um, they decided to uh, see where the Walking Dead fans lie on the political spectrum, among like a whole bunch of other television shows. Um, and and after noticing like basically a stark pull on many different like let's say comedies versus dramas, um, they the one television show that actually was politically the most politically diverse amongst um, Republicans and Democrats, rather than politically polar, um, is The Walking Dead and when you when you like listen to Talking Dead and and you go to the cons and you speak to people on Instagram and you interact with people like uh, in the fandom and stuff like that, you start to notice that you are interacting with a lot of people from all over the country, from California to the Midwest to the South to the Southwest um, to the Northeast, um, which is where I'm from, um, and they have a stark political 
diversity. I mean, you can, it's not that you can tell, like when you go to their accounts there, you know, I, 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 there's this one dude that, uh, that's like, I mean, and it's strange because like, I, I, there, okay, there's this one dude who is kind of like liberal, but he's also kind of like into meme culture. And so sometimes he'll dip into like, you know, favoring certain right wing opinions because it's just like, you know, when, when truth is out there and it happens to be a right wing source, you know, you, I mean, the truth is the truth. So, you know, you kind of go with that. And, and he's kind of like not all over the map, but he's kind of like, you know, it kind of goes back and forth, like in political leanings. Um, and I, I mean, I'm kind of like that, but I'm I'm not really a political fanatic or anything like that. I'm, I'm kind of more of like a liberal, libertarian, center left kind of person. Um, but then you start to notice that, like, you know, you you have some Walking Dead fans that are Trump supporters, and you have some that are, you know, just farm variety conservatives and libertarians and um, you know, crypto anarchists or uh, anarcho capitalists. Uh, you know, and it, the the political space, and then like just unaffiliated. Like, you know, I couldn't care what what politics are like as if that exists anymore but it does uh, at least in the walking dead universe and like some people just don't care about politics still which kind of amazes me when you think about it you know how per- pervasive it is and but um yeah i mean like for example um like the as far as the walking dead goes the only show other shows that come close to like some sort of political diversity is like this is us you know like intense drama that everybody can relate to um stranger things which is kind of like that nostalgia kind of uh vibe that people People, you know, people from all walks of life can kind of get into. Um, and um, I mean, these are the most politically diverse, diverse uh, television shows. Um, and these three shows are among the top five among Democrats and Republicans in the United States. Um, Fear of the Walking Dead lands in the top 20 of politically diverse um shows that Republicans and Democrats uh, value equally. Um, weirdly enough, Game of Thrones, a definite global phenomena, is absent in this list uh, and is um, and as absent this politically diverse list and ranks highly among, oddly enough, Democrats, not Republicans. Um, so it just goes to show that it kind of makes sense that The Walking Dead is kind of like this global, most downloaded television show in 2018, uh, winner of the Global Television Awards or whatever the fucking award is. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Um, chat, if you're there, do it. You won't regret it. I mean, you will, maybe. I don't know. I might say something completely inappropriate. Um, but yeah, uh, next up on the list is, uh... Greg, Nick and Norman, uh, Greg Nicotero and Norman Reedus are going to be on Talking Dead, the dynamic duo themselves. Um, if they bring burgers on the show from their restaurant, I will, I will, I just will be so hungry and I'll just probably eat something. Um, but it's kind of great to see Daryl on, uh, the couch again on the Talking Dead couch. It's, I feel like it's been forever. I mean, it's been forever because of the mid-season premiere, uh, sorry, the mid-season break. Uh, but I mean, just to have them both on the couch too. And like, I mean, they're both kind of really nice guys and they're, you know, they open up and everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of, oh yeah. And just so you know, um, the order of the, of the shows that are going to be airing that night are, you're going to have the walking dead. Then you're going to have Ride with Norman Reedus. So, oh, and The Walking Dead is actually going to be an hour and 15 minutes of airtime. So it's, it's going to be done by 10, 14 Eastern time, you know, if it starts at nine o'clock. Um, then you have Ride with Norman Reedus. And then you're going to have, um, you're going to have, uh, Talking Dead. So you, if you're on the East Coast, you're going to be up until, um, probably like 11, 15, 11, 30. So get a little disco nap during the day. Um, you've got, you've got to be kidding me. Um, surprise, surprise. The Walking Dead has been renewed for a 10th season. 
I mean, we kind of all knew that. You know, we knew that would happen. Uh, but it's officially confirmed. Uh, you had Angela Kang posting that little whispers clip uh, sometime during the week this week. And we all kind of knew it. Walking Dead officially renewed for season 10. Uh, amazing. Just simply amazing. Um, and it, and I think what, what The Walking Dead is actually kind of doing uh, this, um, this go around is that I've been seeing television ads uh, just before, during, and then after the Super Bowl. So they're going to be airing those all week across all different networks. Um, I've been seeing Instagram ads. I've been seeing Facebook ads for, uh, for the walking dead, uh, season nine B. Um, so I mean, they're doing it right. I mean, it's pervasive. It's everywhere. I've seen it to the point where, um, well, first of all, my wife is terrified or like not terrified, but she's kind of grossed out by it, by the beta, uh, sorry, the alpha mask, um, uh, commercial. Uh, it comes up often. So it's one of those things. It's kind of like those Geico commercials. Um, and every time it comes on, I do like this little dance, like whisper, whisper. And every time it annoys my wife. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pervasive. It's, it's, they're doing the right thing. They're, they're uh, their media team is kind of odd. Okay. Like their, their online strategy in terms of like advertisements. Great. You go to their Twitter account, the, the AMC one. Mm, yeah. You go to the AMC one and even the, the skybound one and like there it's like the wendy's um one well let's start with the amc one okay the amc one has been making so many mistakes from hashtag ikikil um to putting the wrong um uh group banners like on with the text that's underneath so like they'll say what do you think of hilltop and the banners like for alexandria or sorry what do you uh are you are you with the kingdom and then they'll put the hilltop banner you know so they and, and i don't know if it's like just like genius do you know what I mean? Like if they're like doing it on purpose and that hashtag Akikil was the funniest thing. I still use hashtag Akikil, uh, in some, like whenever there's a mistake or whenever there's like just something absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you go to the skybound, the walking dead account. So, um, the you know the comic book uh, run the walking dead account and they're like just random if you what you should do is go to their um twitter account and then go to where you see not only the the posts that they make but you see the replies it's hilarious they're responding to people they're retweeting people um and and oh and they just recently trolled um the game of thrones account a couple times uh we we mentioned it i think the last time so like a month ago but they also trolled like batman and superman um and I actually read this and I wasn't going to read this um, online and I'm still not going to, but like they said, who do you choose if it's Batman or Superman? And then the Walking Dead account just retweeted it and said Martha because they both have um, mother, uh, Superman, Clark Kent and um, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, they both have mothers named Martha. And it's kind of like a little troll on the Batman v Superman movie, which kind of didn't do very well. Uh, so... I mean, and they do things like that. They're like, and they even like retweeted the Wendy's account for some reason. Uh, it's just hilarious. Like, so just do that. I mean, don't do it now. But I mean, well, you could do it now. You could listen to the show and just do whatever you want. It's free country. I mean, unless you're listening from China, in which case, thanks. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, AMC. The, so, regarding this uh, season 10 reveal of uh, The Walking Dead, the AMC CEO emphasizes, emphasizes that TWD will be a franchise. Um, which he doesn't throw around lightly. I mean, it's going to be the movies. They're going to be other spinoff series. I'm sure they're going to be doing like a web series of some kind. And I don't know, maybe they'll try their hand at another game. Um, so in other news, uh, Robert Kirkman, comic book creator. Um, he's been doing a lot of things. Uh, he has another comic called uh, Invincible. 
and um, he's putting together the he's put together the voice cast for the animated series that they're rolling out on Amazon Prime um, in 2020. And among them is Stephen Yun, uh, who plays Glenn Ree. He's actually going to be voicing the voice of the protagonist, and it, J.K. Simmons is going to be playing the protagonist's father uh, in the animated series. J.K. Simmons, if you don't remember, played uh, J. Jonas Jameson in the uh, in the the original Spider-Man movie. Um, with, I was gonna say like Toby Keith, um, Toby McGuire, like that would be interesting. Would you, I would pay to see Toby Keith play Spider-Man. Well, like for five minutes. I mean, I don't know how to manage money. So, but, but essentially that'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, but Toby, Toby McGuire. Um, so he played the, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, the, uh, the, uh, I was gonna say Daily Planet, the Daily Bugle, um, uh, editor. So, um, so he's going to be playing the father of Stephen Young, Yun in, um, the animated series for Invincible, uh, along with like Gillian Jacobs, uh, from Community. Uh, if you remember her, that was, she played Britta on the uh, television show. So there's like a whole host of really funny, oh, Jason Matsukas, who's like, who's like on, um, Big Mouth right now, that another animated series. He was on The League. He's hilarious. He's actually on The Good Place too, if you've ever seen it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's going to be a pretty great stellar cast. It's, it's more geared towards adults. It's not really like a kid's, um, animated series. I mean, otherwise they'd call it a cartoon. So, um, actually, I don't know. What do they call a cartoon these days anyway? I mean, everything is like the animated series. Um, so which kind of like, oh, that's validating. Sure. And speaking of validating, holy crap, if you missed this, um, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, cause it was kind of buried in mostly the Twitter zeitgeist, but, uh, the SAG awards when they did their, um, their in memoriam tribute for all the actors that passed away for the year. Um, they got to a clip of Steve Wilson, Stephen Wilson, and uh, or Scott. Sorry, they got to a clip of Scott Wilson, and um, the clip is actually from The Walking Dead. And I had two comments on that, and I, I actually mentioned this on Twitter. Is like the fact that they chose to honor Scott Wilson with a clip from The Walking Dead does two things. Uh, number one, it validates the. I mean, number one, it validates Scott Wilson's acting. I mean, he's a terrific actor. Uh, being in television and movies for the last, like, I want to say 50, about 50, maybe almost 60 years, um, the, uh, it shows that he was a terrific actor all the way until the very end. Um, but And second of all, it validates The Walking Dead as a television series, too. If you're going to really, if you're really going to show... Um, a clip of uh, if you're if you're going to choose a clip you're going to choose it strategically because you're, you're going to choose the clip that people know you the most from and so and so like choosing the walking dead as its quintessential role that that's the most recognizable that's the most popular the one that's going to pop um yeah i mean it's very validating. I mean, it really validates The Walking Dead, you know, for all the people that had comments about, uh, you know, not watching the show anymore or, you know, you know, making fun of us. I mean, I mean, uh, we are Squawking Dead. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's really, really validating. I'm, when I was watching it, it was kind of like, well, of course it's, it's a scene from The Walking Dead. It's, it's, it's when they're in the prison and talking about, um, you know, basically making a life and moving forward here, etc. I mean, it's just, it's terrific. And it kind of says a lot like the scene itself says a lot about you know who we are and you know as, as watchers too you know and, and how hopefully we are in real life um so if you did miss it uh i'm sure if you do if you scroll down on our twitter feed that's uh squawking underscore dead um i'm sure you'll find it buried uh in giveaway alerts for that week um i think it was i think i did tweet it out um two weeks ago or yeah i think it was two weeks ago by now so um yeah this is pretty big news this is news that affected squawking dead 
recently. You can see my nostrils flare. I have to actually say that for the audio version of the podcast. <sighs> Overkills the Walking Dead uh, developer says they knew it was going to tank. Well, no shit. As soon as I read this, you're going to see. Um, so after pulling back their console releases in the pre-order stage, um, Squawking Dead had to pull back their week six prize uh, because all of a sudden... The pre-orders are gone, so all that we were able to give away were Steam gifts, basically, of the game, uh, P- any PC version of the game. And, you know, believe it or not, not everybody plays games on their PC. I mean, what the hell? Um, so, uh, it, it, just being serious for a minute, I had not, I, I had not... For weeks, I had not panicked about these giveaways, okay? I had things under control, I still felt the pressure, but it's the normal kind of pressure. You know, the kind of kind I actually feel during the day during my normal job. And I actually work my normal job till very late hours. Um, so you can imagine how much time I have to work on Squawking Dead stuff, and, um, and I work with just as much vigor, okay? So when Overkill, or sorry, Starbreeze even, um, pulled, uh, the pre-orders, I literally had to take the night off, do the research, try to figure out what I could give away that week, preferably a video game. I would have done anything to kind of get back on track. I just felt really, really bad for the people that entered. Um, I had sent out newsletters, I had sent out emergency newsletter i sent out social media campaigns saying i had to tell people um until further notice until i figure this out i have to stop everything rewind and then um and, like literally stop it i don't have a solution i'm sorry and um yeah it was just nerving and uh it took me almost like to like three or four hours before I had to get up the next day to figure out what I was going to do. I scheduled those social media posts. I scheduled those mailers. Um, when I finally figured, uh, no, I, I didn't even f- figure it out that night. I had to actually stop like at two, three in the morning and say, um, you know, I had to literally put po- post that message and say, I got to go to sleep. I mean, I said that to myself, but um, the next day I did the research at night. I stayed up pretty late and then I finally posted what the, what the prize would be for that week. Um, and so when I finally did that, uh, there was like, I think that was that Wednesday or thir- even Thursday night. I think, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, the days kind of all mold together when this, something like this happens, um, where you're, you're constantly trying to think of even during the day while you're supposed to be working, like, what am I going to do? Um, you know, like 80 people signed up for this thing, um, so far. And, uh, yeah, it was just nerve wracking. And, and then, and then, and then, uh, on top of creating the image, the image on top of that, I had to create the video advert for uh, Friday night. And then I was having problems with the, the, that process. Like it took like three hours for Facebook to approve the ad so that it posted on Instagram and there goes the money. But, um, but yeah, I think, yeah. And thank you. I in the dark too. Yeah. It, uh, it did get straightened out. I think there was enough time for people to cop on. I sent out a little message to everybody saying, if you want me to, particularly the people that entered between that little slot where I said, Hey, I got to stop the uh, I've got to stop doing this. And, um, before I figured out the price, it was like three or four people who, who had started putting entries in between then and now. And then I like, I, I messaged them and said, if you do want, if you want me to, to remove your entries because of this prize change, let me know. Uh, and then I emailed everybody else and saying, um, you know, I'll, I, you know, if anybody wants to, um, re- want me to remove their entries, let me know. I'll take it out. I mean, if this is not something that you want, blah, blah, blah. But everybody was really happy with it because lo and behold, back to the article, um, 
So instead of selling uh, like several million copies of Overkill's The Walking Dead, they only sold a couple. This sounds like a lot to me, but apparently this is not a lot in, in the gaming world. They only sold a few hundred thousand. Um, and Starbreeze developer claims that it was like this. It was this flawed, polished turd, you know, and, and a polished turd can't be, you know, you, you can't fix that. Like you can polish a turd, but you can't fix it. Um, I mean, this, this is a quote. He called it a polished turd. Um, it was originally built on this like in-house platform called Valhalla, which is like an unusable platform. It was like merely, it, it really, all it did was basically graphics rendering. And they basically had to redevelop the game from scratch. Like they started this project, I think in 2014. Um, and then they had to redo the game from scratch in 2016. Um, you'll notice that um, they're in the middle of, I think, their second season, basically. And um, yeah, a polished turd. And uh, they're, they're in the middle of their second season. Um, and it's like in development hell. Um, so they, they redeveloped it on Unreal Engine, which like I think a lot of games are actually uh, based on. Um, and then not only that, not only the development issues, like across like the span of, I think, like, I think it was 2011 or 2012. Um, uh, the original Overkill got acquired by Starbreeze. The two original um, founders of, of Overkill like eventually stepped away. The first guy like cashed out like a year later, and then the second guy cashed out like recently, um, like within the last year. And then like the majority of their fund of uh, Starbreeze's funds were like put in VR. So basically, what they ended up doing was they they put this game in like development hell. There's not enough people to to work on it. People have been reporting like just glitches. The story sucks i mean i mean the th the story in theory is is cool but like when it comes to execution you know it's like when you hear about what is what a what a show sounds like but when you actually watch it it's just garbage it's like bad acting or bad dialogue but the story in theory is good i mean that's that's what it is i mean the overkills the walking dead and ended up being like more hype than it was um substance so when and i you know i think people were telling me that um at walker stalker because they did have this they had this like big trailer bus thing in the convention hall not in the convention hall like in the um the big uh, merchandise area and stuff like that you know where you get to meet the stars too of the television shows and um you know they had this like like this big trailer bus thing and, and they had like video game screens playing demos and 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 here's the odd thing to play the game i think you had to like go into this like tent so they didn't show you playing the game or show the person playing the game they would go in play the game and they would walk out but you wouldn't see what they were playing they just showed demo reels on the outside i wonder so that's like the thing like that should have been the first warning but you know i'm at walker stalker it's like i my first one, I like bigger fish to fry in my brain. You know, like interviewing Tom Payne, and obviously you could tell that kind of went awry. Um, if you can't, there's like a hidden video. If you if you like scroll the list of live videos in the live video playlist, you'll get to it because I have that buried in an unlisted video. So um but yeah, we all got screwed. Mostly, mostly me. Mostly me. Um so, but yeah, thank you. I did get through it, like you guys said, and uh, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, so here's the interesting thing. Lauren Cohan reveals um, early talks for uh, a Maggie spinoff series. Um, and this is actually confirmed. Uh, it's confirmed that uh, Angela King and Maggie, uh, Maggie and Lauren Cohan are in talks. So um, uh, Angela King was in a, one interview talking about, hey, we did speak to, to Lauren Cohan. Lauren Cohan is in another interview. 
like I'm, I read two different articles which confirmed that this this was basically happening, um, and this is even from Fox News. Uh, uh, basically, she says that uh, you know there, there may have been some conversations, but everything is so early days ambigu- ambiguous. We're gonna have to see what happens. And I mean, this is basically on top of an enthusiastic Angela Kang, who was in another interview mentioning this. Um, I read a third article basically saying how the reason why she said it this way, like it's in the very early stages, you know, we'll have to see, is because, you know, uh, Lauren Cohan is in a new show called Whiskey Cavalier, um, who, uh, which also, by the way, Noah is in, uh, the character Noah. Uh, and they're just basically trying to feel out how that's going and um, what they're doing and how they're going to, how it's going to shape out. Um, ABC is actually putting a lot of money and capital into, you know, into this uh, series. So um, if it takes off, it can still work the spin-off series because uh i think they're planning on actually sh- airing it on the off seasons basically what's going on right now is that um you have season 9b that's going to air immediately after 9b is fear of the walking dead and then you have this space um now it's possible that this space between fear of the walking dead uh fear of the walking dead's mid-season break and then mid-season return um if you got april blah 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 okay i think I mean, there's not enough time to actually develop a spinoff series by the time uh, The Walking Dead airs, because The Walking Dead is going to be airing, among the news about them coming back on season 10, is that they're going to be airing in October, which means the end of Fear the Walking Dead is going to signal, um, doing the math, okay, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a break between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, but I think the mid-season break of season 10 of The Walking Dead is where they could potentially air that Maggie spinoff. So if the stars align just right maggie's in whiskey cavalier that she films that she goes straight onto the walking dead set and magic happens magic i see magic everywhere i see magic there's magic here there's magic there um so that could work i guess we'll see um i have some interesting drama news uh there's a lawsuit there's been a lawsuit for the last two years i think it is now what's for those of you who love fear the walking dead unfortunately um there's a there's a comic comic writer called Mel Smith who basically sued uh, AMC's Fear of the Walking Dead in July for copyright infringement. Um, and they basically they basically sued Fear of the Walking Dead, and in particular, they they sued also uh, Mel also sued Mel, Mel Smith also sued David Alpert, who's a producer on you know The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, but he also manages uh uh what is who does he manage? <laughs> like jumping around uh, either way so yeah he's basically suing them for season two of fear the walking dead because of the premise of the the main group trying to flee from zombies by going to, uh, on a boat in the pacific now the reason why this i know it sounds ridiculous okay but hold up <laughs> um the reason why this sounds ridiculous uh is exactly how it sounds like oh wait you're suing them based on the fact that it's a zo- they flee zombies on a boat yeah essentially but here's the twist david alpert mel Smith Smith's agent, you know, he's also the business partner of Robert Kirkman, who was also the comic creator for The Walking Dead, along with being creative input for The Walking Dead television show. And he's a producer on The Walking Dead and executive producer of Fear the Walking Dead. So where things get kind of shady is through David Alpert. Like, so on top of the creative input, on top of managing Mel Smith, he's managing Robert Kirkman, he's executive producer of Fear the Walking Dead to kind of simplify things. So the additional problem that you have with that is that 
part of being a producer or executive producer is money. Okay. Now there's a weird thing where if you, when you are getting money from a creative when you when you're taking money and then funding and using that money to fund another creative venture there is a fiduciary responsibility to kind of separate that so you have to basically try to prove that you're not using funds from you know let's say Mel Smith uh, to fund fear the Walking Dead so David Alpert is kind of on the ropes over here and over here uh, on the left and the right for the audio listens and the listeners because there's a financial aspect to this lawsuit um, and there is also a creative aspect to this lawsuit where uh, Mel Smith is basically claiming that, you know, you stole this idea from my comic book. So what happened um, recently was uh, AMC tried to actually get the, uh, try to dismiss, uh, let me see what the exact words were. Uh, they basically tried to dismiss, uh, oh, I didn't even write it down. They tried to basically throw it out, you know, just outright, uh, before, uh, arguments. I mean, they tried to actually dismiss the case. Um, but the problem is that they tried to dismiss the case on the grounds of, uh, I think it was, let me see what it was. It was like, oh, the general principle. So they tried to actually throw it out basically based on general principle. So, but the fact that they use that general principle in court means that the judge said basically, uh, you know, it's kind of early to tell whether it's general or not because your your dude right here, David Alpert, uh, is involved with both co- clients. So we kind of now have to hear, we actually have to hear, hear arguments to kind of determine whether or not it's general. You can't just say it's general and then have the case thrown out. Um, so it's going to be a tough road for fear of the walking dead, you know, for, I mean, they're going to be doing things. It's not going to affect them in any way, but it's just going to kind of kick the teeth of like some of the people, some of the money people uh, along the way. So, I mean, I don't know what this is going to affect this is going to have because Mel is actually suing both, uh, AMC's fear of the walking dead and David Alpert in, uh, in what they're like co-defendants basically. So we gotta, I'll, if there's any news, I'll keep you guys updated. Um, interesting thing. Uh, so I, I have to give you a disclaimer on this one. Uh, this is news in 2019. Okay. The state of news in 2019, the news is based on a single emoji. It's the thinking emoji. Okay. Now Tom Payne wants, this is the, this is the headline. Looks like walking dead's Tom Payne wants in on the sketch, the, the suicide squad. Um, so basically James Gunn is actually relaunching the suicide squad. And um, all that Tom Payne did was in response to that article, he retweeted uh, the thinking emoji uh, and they based a whole entire article based on that one thing. Now, granted, cool, but really? like a whole article on it like three paragraphs actually no this was like a like you had to page down like three times to actually read the the whole article and i just thought it was just amazing that literally and and you didn't see it until like oh they get like you get to the third page maybe two and a half three third part of the page and like you finally see what the source of this article completely is that this guy's basing it off of and it's just like a single emoji and i'm like really but i mean tom Payne is looking for work and i think he's a really good actor if you if you missed that uh, spot that he did for crack and rum i mean it shows a little bit of range you know being jesus being this dramatic sexy pirate um yeah literally that emoji um and uh so i mean he would be pretty cool for suicide squad i mean i'm sure he's gonna have to shave so um yeah uh what do you guys think about that like Tom Payne and in it well by the way it's a relaunched Suicide Squad by the way that based on James Gunn's uh James Gunn is actually going to be uh, on the helm for that he's going to be doing creative he's you know he's doing he's running the show so um and did you watch the original Suicide Squad movie um I didn't I'm actually really curious to see what you guys think uh in the meantime oh pff, 
I don't even know why I'm reading this. <laughs> but The Walking Dead Season 9 spoilers. Um, Judith Grimes' future revealed. Again, this is like a News in 2019 article, okay? They took, a, they took some quotes from Eleanor Metzera, uh, who was asked whether Judith could be a future leader on the show. Um, she basically says, this is my personal preference. So she doesn't like say outright. Uh, but she says, this is what I want. This is what I think should happen. And she goes, Judith could e easily be a leader further down the line. Um, she's already showing more leadership skills than a lot of the adults. Uh, she's amazing. And so she goes on to kind of praise uh, um, Little Miss Fleming, um, you know, for her acumen, her acting capabilities. Like she's so she's like not only a good leader as a character, but she's kind of really a good leader as a as an actor. Um, and she's just kind of over the moon for her. I mean, I, I read another article too, by the way, where uh, Eleanor Matsura was kind of like all about the Nadia Hilker and her being still in a relationship. Like the relationship aspect of Magna and Yumiko uh, in the comics, it, it's should be present on screen. Like there's no discrepancy there, but you know, I guess maybe it has to be said because um, in the comic book, Kelly and Connie are actually like husband and wife. So, you know, maybe people were a little confused whether or not they were going to go into the Yumiko um, Magna relationship, but they did. So, all right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, that's really it for me. Now, I kind of wanted to throw it to you guys because, the, I mean, the whole reason why we're here is because we need like a little bit of like excitement before the, um, the mid-season premiere. And I was wondering, like, since I have like the two of you, you guys can be my little co-hosts, my little, my virtual co-hosts. I mean, you're little, like your icons are little on my screen. Um, but I'm just thinking like, is there anything you guys, are there any questions that you have that you want me to address to actually like kind of break down what my thoughts are? Like, I mean, I, I kind of want to ask, um, whether or not there is so many, so many questions that I have personally. Okay. So like, there are some things like a lot of people were saying like, Oh, I, I, I want Magna to be with, um, Daryl. And I'm like, well, gonna be a little difficult because magna is kind of magna and yumiko are a thing um and we did uh i did actually bring up and i'll bring this up again even though i mentioned it and it is a question on the trivia this week so if you're stuck um with this question here is the answer um we basically break down what our predictions are going to are going to be about um who's going to be whose heads are going to be on pikes by the end of the season um and um we we predict that it's going to be the following people it's going to be uh Tara, Luke, Alden. We got Jerry, Ezekiel. You've got the two Hilltop kids. And I think we did and Henry. Oh, no. <laughs> I am I am like losing it. I, we can do this again, though. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, we got the two Hilltop kids. We got Henry. We got Jerry. Uh, we got Tara. We got Alden and Luke. Oh, man. I can't think. It's all there on black and white. <laughs> in either 40 or 39. Um, I know, I think it's episode 40. We, we go into it and actually kind of spell it out. Um, and the clip is actually in the entry. <laughs> so if you're ever lost, you can actually click on the clip on YouTube. It pops up. We kind of talk about it and then we, we end up going through the whole thing. Um, what are you guys most looking forward to in this season? Like if you had to pick one thing, um, what do you think? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So, okay, Alpha in this S10 um, trailer, yeah, that for the, for the season 10, like confirming season 10, that was pretty creepy um i have to admit just the whole whispering part and just travels up your spine 
Um, yeah. So Michelle, regarding the whisperers outcome, <laughs> I just, by the way, I kicked you guys off of Instagram. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know how long it was going on. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, as far as, uh, okay. So the whisperers is not going to be resolved by the end of this season. Just so you guys know, uh, the whisperers is going to go completely is going to keep going, uh, into season 10 for sure. For sure. Um, now there is going to be a little bit of backstory. So one thing to remember, what? Okay, do you remember season eight when they were talking about Negan uh, and like, oh, I really want Negan's backstory. Oh, I really, really want Negan's backstory. But the problem with The Walking Dead is that they'll touch on like backstory. Some sometimes they'll touch on backstory, but you're never going to really know exactly who these people were pre-apocalypse. Like they'll do that to an extent, but not not further. Because the whole point of The Walking Dead is that, and this shows like time and time again, The Walking Dead is all about who you are now. Now. You know, like it, it doesn't matter what you were, but what you are now. And, um, and, uh, so, I mean, whatever backstory you're going to hope for in terms of Alpha, Beta, Lydia, you're going to get maybe flashbacks to like recent history, like how they have to t- toughen up. I mean, and even that's going to be kind of sketchy. And I think, um, actually, uh, Angela Kang had mentioned that we are going to see, I think, um, a whisperer's backstory uh not in episode nine but maybe episode 10 so uh so yeah it's gonna be that quick but here's the thing um just to kind of keep your head on straight this ain't over i mean we uh, we're predicting this and we're it's it's can't be that this is not going to happen season nine is going to end with heads on pikes which means that this is a story that is not over yet i mean it would be kind of like a shame where it's like almost the equivalent of um you know is this going to be like uh, the Terminus situation where, okay, we spend all season getting to Terminus and then all of a sudden, you know, it's done in two episodes or it's done even like in the last eight. I don't think it's going to be that that easy. And you got to like, you have have to establish enough episodes to kind of make it seem like these guys are formidable because they are formidable. So, you know, yeah. Uh, And okay, so you're saying... um, so I in the dark too. You're saying Alpha, right? Like Alpha's backstory. I don't. Yeah, I just I don't see Fear of the Walking Dead goes into backstory. Okay, I mean Fear of the Walking Dead is kind of premised on on it predicated on backstory. Like it, they give you more than enough than than what the Walking Dead does. It's just the the nature of the two shows. The Walking Dead rarely goes into backstory. So um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So so Nissa, um, specifically York. Okay, yeah, good. So Nissa specifically. To your question about Alpha keeping her head in the comics longer, that's definitely going to happen. Now, the question you should be asking, because this is very interesting, the question is, is Beta going to keep his, not his head, but is is Beta going to be alive longer in the show than in the comics? Because Beta is kind of over, uh, this is what Carol told me, but she said Beta is kind of relatively over midway into um, like the beginning of the Whisperers and the end of the Whisperers, but it seems kind of sudden. Like if they keep Beta around for a little longer, so Ryan Hurst, that would be interesting to me, like holding on to, to Beta to like nearly the end or maybe the end of the season. The question really is, is Beta going to be alive until the end of this season or um, will he die somewhere between um, episode 16 and 15 or like 14? You know, so that's the real question. Alpha is definitely going to be around for season 10. So this is going to be very interesting. It's going to be formidable. She's going to be a tough one to kill. And then also you gonna you kind of have to um, consider the fact that, yeah, it, you just answered my question, I in the Dark too. Uh, Negan and Alpha. In the comic, 
there is some sort of weird... Okay, one thing to remember, Negan in the comic and Negan in the, on the show, they're almost practically two different people. Um, but yeah, there in the comic, at least there's some flirtation. There's like, you know, Negan's all like Negan and Alpha's just kind of like standoffish, but recognizes his strength too. So, so they, they're kind of like an interesting mix. I think there's going to be some, I think there is going to be some kind of repertoire. I just don't know how it's going to express itself in the show because Negan on the show there, even though he's still Negan ish, he's not as Negan as in the comics. There's still kind of that like little repertoire between him and Gabriel there's he shows signs of emotions and stuff like that like even though i mean you see the dialogue with between him and judith and everything so you do notice the fact that um that there is a significant amount of humanity uh, humanity that he has so if he flips back and forth between that negan and like comic book negan it's i think it's going to be too jarring so that that is a really good question like there the emotional quotient are so are they going to change alpha to be a, a little less like not wooden but a little less like brutal as in the comics like is there going to be some sort of emotional vein that goes through that character um that's going to make her more believable and it's going to leave enough emotional room for for this the the amc television show expression to kind of weave in so that's going to be really really interesting to me so those two questions negan and you know the the other question is is that going to happen within the first within the final eight episodes too so these are good questions so there's the beta question and there's the negan alpha question you know and these are good questions like we're gonna have them as characters as villains all the way i would even say like i'd be surprised if they managed to stick around um until mid-season 10 but it could be but i would be really shocked if if they they ended the whispers arc at the end of season 10 because that would be like all-out war traumatizing all over again like do you really want to see like a season and a half uh, i mean all that war is longer but do you really want to see like almost two seasons of just just this torture porn no <laughs> um you guys have really really good questions okay um yeah so do you think daryl will go undercover well okay so there's two there's a little bit of evidence that we've seen so far is that okay you see the fight between daryl and beta now this could be way later on and who knows what the end of that fight is right um you've got also his interactions with lydia too i don't think there's going to be an undercover to be had because he does meet alpha at the gates so i don't really know how that's going to shake loose um yeah and so and the other question is going to be like does daryl have some sort of intimacy with with alpha and i mean i don't think so um partially mostly because of the comic books um and i see mrs reaction also is like she says basically i hope not i hope she's interested in negan so they may become an item no feelings involved just something he, he she sees some of her in him or likes his strength and yeah and i agree with that i think there's going to be something there but yeah i mean just like i said before just the way it expresses itself is going to have is i think that's going to be difficult to sell i think they can they'll do it i believe in them but we have expectations because of the comic book and i think it's a good idea to drop some of those expectations at the door because yeah you're gonna see a lot of that but i think i really do think it's gonna be a difficult sell um but yeah uh but daryl is a daryl's a wild card okay because a lot of the things that we were thinking that would happen between okay carl and this weird love triangle between let's say carl and lydia and then also apparently and i found this out on episode 40 that sophia was still alive so there's like this three this like love triangle between those three um you replace sophia with addy who henry and um addy had this kind of little chemistry and then possibly lydia and henry right yeah and that's the thing we still predict henry's head is going to be on a pike (laughs) 
like even though there's going to be some role mixing so henry may take some of those roles from carl but so will daryl i think too right so now keep in mind this is the poll i want to actually uh create what is your opinion of henry and are you sad about him uh possibly having his head on a pike we're predicting it but yeah we could be wrong but what do you guys think about that i'll wait i think so michelle i saw you said you saw a picture of daryl with an arrow with him and his dog um i think you saw um lib's art by the way uh lib had a a really really cool picture um uh, so it's like lib underscore uh, underscore on instagram that's just art um it's something she conceptualized i hope it's this is what i'm referring to because uh the only other arrow in him i think was like season one <laughs> i think so i don't remember uh but did you see this in like a, a video or, or like a still image um <laughs> so look we have a sp split audience on henry by the way um so we've got nissa saying i mean henry's okay but i kind of want him to die <laughs> He's all right, but he can go. Um, we've got Eye in the Dark 2, who I'm with on this one, is that, oh my God, I don't want, oh my word, I'll quote you exactly, uh, I don't want Henry to die in caps. Um, Walani says, um, don't want Henry's head on a pike, but wouldn't be a major upset if that happened. That's kind of, that's probably closer to where I am. I, I'll be okay. Now, one of our predictions is Jerry, by the way. We're predicting that Jerry's head's going to be on a pike. Now, I kind of want to poll you guys to find out what you think about that as well, because I think I think almost everybody loves Jerry. Now, how will you feel if we're right about that? You know, if Jerry's head is on a pike... <laughs> Yeah, I I know uh, Ezekiel is going to be on a pike, <laughs> but I just love that you used Ezekiel because I keep using it too. I I I use it with the hashtag because if you use the hashtag, it has power and it stays alive. Yeah, I I see the reactions now about Jerry. Yeah, and Jerry would hit me hard too. You know what? I I would. I'm not saying I would be okay with it, but like I'm already kind of just developing the iron stomach to take it because it's just kind of like. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? scene where um uh where jerry saved ezekiel um right near the factory where melissa mcbride was in and he splits the dude in two that scene was everything you needed to know like if you didn't already love jerry the fact that he stepped the f up and saved ezekiel's life that in that one scene just solidifies your love for him right so just to see him go out like that is just heartbreak. I mean, at least, okay, this is going to sound really bad, but like, at least he's going out with Ezekiel, you know? So like the night, you know, the, the captain goes down with his ship, his ship is Jerry. I, I don't know. But either way, they're going down together this time. Like instead of surviving together from that one incident, they're, they're going down together. So yeah, it sucks. Like it, we're getting to progressively suckier things. Um, Like the one thing I actually do want to ask is that, do you guys see a world in which um I'll ask these two two people like do you see a world in which daryl might die or carol might die because one thing to note is that carol dies in the comic way earlier and she's a completely different person um and daryl doesn't exist in the comics but i'm actually wondering what you guys think about that like th on the one hand there's the emotional aspect like i don't want him to die i don't want her to die They're, these are like the most the, like love beloved characters in the in the comic in the sorry in the show but then there's also like does it make sense to kill daryl does it make sense to kill um 
Carol, right? Is there a world in which it makes sense, right? And that Daryl, not really. I think actually it doesn't make sense to get rid of him. I think there were some points at which we thought he might go, but Carol, that's an iffy one because if it's not Ezekiel's head on the pike, which is practically impossible, but maybe, what if Carol ends up on the pike? Mm. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying, what if, right? I, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're expecting Jerry. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ezekiel's face in the comics. So we're all prepared. Yeah. Um, I think I'm finally getting reactions to Dale or Daryl or Carol. And I in the Dark 2 is not happy with my proposal. <laughs> I like Nissa, I like your answer. Carol, maybe, but I hope not. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, these are, I mean, honestly, out of every character, like, let's put Rick aside. Let's put, um, like, even Negan aside. Well, not even, whatever. But, like, out of all of them, like, Carol and Daryl, I mean, I'm not a huge Daryl booster. Okay. Like, I see the value in him as a character. Like, it's an odd thing, but I do see him, the value because you can, you can like channel any th- any excess in the show and just channel it through Daryl and make that happen. You know, like you can, he's like the loose ends kind of fixer, you know? And then also like, it looks like he's getting more like, uh, you know, He's he's taking more charge. He's he's finding his way. He's he's coming into his own, right? Carol, though, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like she's kind of like a blank slate, you know, considering the fact that you know she's not in the comic. So every bit of her that makes you love her is basically the show, it, the the creative work that's gone on in the show. Um. So yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people predict predicting that Ezekiel dies. Well, Sophia dies you know, at the farm and she's supposed to live on until even now. So it kind of, it's kind of interesting, right? But you know what I'll do? Guys, I think maybe we'll leave it there because look, we can talk all night, you and me, right? But, uh, you know, I'm going to try to keep this a little shorter. The audio version of this podcast is going to be a lot more concise. It's going to be under an hour. There's going to be a lot of edits. And you'll actually have that first 15, 20 minutes if you were on YouTube or or Facebook. On top of that, yeah, I'll include the links to some of the charities. I'll include the links to the articles that are discussed too. We've got plenty more content this week to kind of go through. I'm going to create the video for the giveaway for Friday. Is that tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? It is tomorrow. I don't know what day it is. Uh, we got the video for Friday, that the ad for Friday that's going to be for this week's giveaway. We've got the giveaway itself. It's That's going to end Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So, Michelle, for you, that's going to end at 8 p.m. And just to remind you, the prize this week is the ability to get a shout-out from two cast members. So if you're interested, head to squawkingdead.com, fill out your entries. You've got all these different choices, trivia and rating. I mean, I'd appreciate a rating of the podcast. It actually really, really helps us uh, gain some sort of visibility and traction. If you look for Squawking Dead on any podcast medium, the odds are like 50-50. It shows us as the top spot because the other Squawking Dead reference is like this gerbil hamstery looking thing, which I don't even know. Okay, I tried playing it and then I just said, no, thank you. Guys, it's been really great. Uh, I think I'm going to leave it there and... we have Sunday night. If you haven't been spoiled too much, get excited. Light some candles. You know, burn some incense. Talk to your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend and uh, yell sweet nothings in the- yell sweet nothings into their ear. <laughs> I don't know. What am I talking about? Just take it easy, everybody. And um, it's game time soon. So with that, I'm gonna call it a night. See you later, guys. Peace. Walking Dead. Sunday night. Uh, and then Talking Dead after Ride with Norman Reedus. <sighs> what a day. <laughs> <laughs>